Today is December 20, 2023, and yesterday, around 5 p.m. Central Time, democracy died in the United States just a little bit. Welcome to Azimuth Podcast. I'm here with my wife, Kimberly McNabb, and I'm Barrett McNabb. So an explosive ruling by the Colorado State Supreme Court disqualifying Donald Trump from being on the 2024 ballot. Uh, right now, it looks like it's it's the, the primary ballot, but you know, would that also apply to the general election if, if Donald Trump is the nominee? Um, this is an absolutely explosive uh, revelation that's coming out of Colorado, where they used the 14th Amendment and specifically the third section of the 14th Amendment uh, in order to disqualify Trump for inciting and participating and planning an insurrection. Uh, Kimberly, what, what have you heard? Uh well, first of all, federal law doesn't really define insurrection. Um, usually courts and uh, legal experts define it as a violent rebellion uh, or organized resistance against government or its regulations. And, you know, we don't even think Donald Trump organized January 6th. Um, In and, fact, and he, he did tweet out, you know, you need to protest peacefully. Exactly. And so... Um, he did not encourage the violence in his January 6th speech. I skimmed most of it. It's quite lengthy, and he kind sure. of rambles a little bit. And yes, in one part, he does say, we will fight like hell, but then it's like we will walk to, to the Capitol. Like when you're violent, you're not walking. You're running, you're charging, you're fighting um, and stuff like that. And then, um, and, and fighting, it, fighting like hell, that, that is a euphemism that's often used. I mean, you're going to try really hard, right? It, exactly. And that could be in a le- you know, legal through legal systems and whatnot. Um, but also, you know, it's the Colorado, uh, Supreme court, which I believe their job is not to define the federal constitution, but their own state constitution. Yeah, I mean, that make more sense? yeah, I mean, it makes absolute sense. I mean, I, I don't understand why a uh, state Supreme Court would interpret the Constitution, uh, specifically the 14th Amendment uh, to the Constitution in lieu of a federal court uh, determining this. Now, we have um, the initial judge uh, that uh, that ruled um, that was a district judge in, in Colorado that ruled um, and it was Judge Sarah B. Wallace. Uh, in her district court ruling of, of Colorado, she looked at three sections of Section 3 uh, of the 14th Amendment. And so it, it was, there was a couple of questions. Uh, was it an insurrection when Trump supporters stormed the Capitol on January 6, 2021, trying to stop the certification of the 2020 election? If so, did Mr. Trump engage in that insurrection through his messages to his supporters beforehand? His speech that morning and his Twitter uh, post during the attack, you know, do courts have the authority to enforce Section 3 of the 14th Amendment without congressional action? And does Section 3 apply to the presidency? Now, she said that um, all of those answered were yes, with the exception of that it applied to the presidency. And her rationale was that the president takes a different oath of office than the other officers of um, the federal government. And because his wording in his oath of office is is different, uh, it precluded the presidency. Hmm. Now, interestingly, the uh, state Supreme Court, who are all Democrats, um, you know, 
reversed her decision uh, from a four to three. Uh, so three Democrat judges did um, you know, say no, say no uh, but it was a majority rules. But still, it, 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 you know, they're interpreting the Constitution. And let's, never, let's all remember that there are 91 indictments against former tre- President Trump. However, he has not been convicted of anything yet. Exactly. Um, this does seem, I mean, we, we know of things going on against Donald Trump, but it does seem a little quick. Well, th- they didn't have discovery, evidence presented, witnesses, nothing. It's just like, hey, we don't like this. Okay, this is what we decide. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I mean, there's been a number of challenges um, to uh, to whether Donald Trump can, can be on the ballot in Michigan, New Hampshire, et cetera. Um, and those have all been shot down. Uh, those have all been shot down. However, by this, the Colorado Supreme Court um, issuing this ruling and Trump uh, campaign has said, look, we're appealing you know, directly to the Supreme Court, whose jurisdiction it is, really kind of puts a, a, a quick timetable on the Supreme Court justices to, to solve this matter. Um, now, the Colorado court did stay their own uh, injunction on having Trump on the ballot because in anticipation that it was going to go straight to the Supreme Court. But the Supreme Court's got a couple of things that uh, they're they're looking at Trump for. I mean, he has the uh, special prosecution that is, uh, um, you know, wanting to, uh, you know, make the argument that that Trump is not immune and can be prosecuted. Um, he doesn't get a free pass for being the president, and uh, and so, you know, Trump has uh, appealed that to the appellate. Um, level and uh, the the special prosecutor has jumped the appellate level and gone to the Supreme Court to have them rule that there's no presidential immunity. Now the significance of this is is um, the trial date is set for March of 2024, and you know he wants to have the trial move forward as as planned. If the appellate court uh, slows things down, not because they want to, but because it's an important case and they need to take multiple months, and then it gets appealed to the Supreme. Court court, which takes more months, the fear of the special prosecutor and and this Biden administration is that Trump will not yet have been prosecuted by the time the general election rolls around. So here we are. He is trying to speed up the the timeline in order to make sure that Trump has uh, the ability to go to trial and and potentially be prosecuted um, before uh, the general election. That's a separate case. Um, It's a separate case, but but they're they're thinking about that. This case is a little alarming to me because there are other states who have not ruled on this yet, and Texas being one of them. uh, And so this sets a precedent. Sure. What if other states say, hey, Colorado Colorado did did it? it." Um, And and so, you know, this is just a dangerous precedent, not just for the states, but, you know, courts saying, hey, we don't want someone we don't like on the ballot. Right. And that's that's really what this gets to. And, and the point I was trying to make is, is the Supreme Court now has another an- Trump, another Trump uh, <laughs> thing on their docket. And I can promise you um, when the justices woke up this morning, if they went to bed early, they probably said, oh, shit, I got to work. Christmas." I, I, I mean, well, yeah, we got to work Christmas. But but still, this is not something that they want to be in uh, the. Uh, the Supreme Court has has always tried to be apolitical. Um, they've been getting a, you know kind of a bad rap for for seemingly jumping into politics, but this would be a, in a in a 
you know, here we go again, the Supreme Court jumping into politics. And, um, and so to have multiple cases uh, on such a short suspense. Now, the March trial uh, for the, the special prosecution is, um, you know, it's got a little bit of legroom uh, to stretch out. The Supreme Court stayed their own uh, ruling until January 4th which is a super short time frame. Well, also, I believe that's the deadline to get on the ballot in Colorado. January 5th is the deadline to get on the ballot. And yeah. so and, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy said that he would not put his name on the ballot in Colorado if Donald Trump can't be. And he's urging the other Republican candidates to do the same. So, so what if... That if they were to do that, there would be no Republicans on the ballot in Colorado, or let's say this trickles down to other states, they follow suit. And then the DNC, so you, then you have no Republican on the ballot, and then on the uh, Democrat side, the DNC only wants Biden. Right. So, okay, you have Biden versus, like, Cornell West or you know Marianne Williamson. Right. And so that's why one reason why we think democracy really is under threat here because you're removing choices and and this is america we deserve choices we demand choices absolutely from not just how we customize our hamburger or what kind of car we drive or what kind of house we build but who we can elect as president yeah no i I couldn't agree more kimberly um you're, you're right spot on i mean this this truly over the past year uh, there's already been this this feeling, um, especially on the right um, and, and conservatives, that this is all about election interference to prevent Donald Trump uh, from moving forward uh, in his candidacy. Now he is he is by a landslide. He is. Um, leading the Republican field uh, to be the nominee, which is why he skipped all the debates. He's like, look, the, there's no value to, for me to be in the debates. But but still, all of the polling now shows that he's winning four out of the five battleground states that Biden won uh, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, on a head-to-head matchup with Biden. He's winning uh, and, and by six points in, in some areas. And that really has the Democrats... Uh, um, you know, worried. Uh, honestly, if you really wanted to show um, that that uh, America is has free and fair elections, you have got to just stop this political per- persecution uh, or even the perception of political persecution. Um, you know, the interesting thing is, is, is Democrats like to throw around labels and, and bad words, uh, mainly because they can't make an argument and they just want to end the argument by saying, oh, you're a racist or you're a bigot. But the most common one that's being used is a, this is a threat to democracy. This is uh, the end of democracy. In fact, the, the president of the teachers union um, has just recently said that school choice is a threat to democracy. So, I mean, that's the well, new buzzword. And democracy is about choosing what it is you want, and they are the ones removing choices. Yeah. I mean, that's, so, it's, that's, the, that's the whole irony of this whole thing. Yep. So I think they're the ones guilty of their own charges. Well, the Supreme Court is going to, you know, again, they don't want to be here. But uh, because Colorado has done this, they now need to rule 
for all 50 states uh, and not just Colorado. And, um, and, and it's on a short suspense. They need to get this thing done by January 4th. Uh, because, again, like we talked about, the 5th is the deadline uh, to be on the ballot. And uh, Colorado has emphatically stated that they will not add anybody, they will not change their rules to add anybody, um, you know, after the 5th. And so it, it, it is right now. Anyway, we wanted to bring this uh, special presentation of Azimuth Podcast to you because this is absolutely just breaking news. And, um, and so we, uh, we wanted to get this to you as soon as possible. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing and unprecedented. Uh, and there's been a lot of unprecedented things happening this year and, uh, in the political realm. And, uh, we're just glad that we can, uh, be with you and, um, get you this information. Thank you so much. And stay tuned after these messages. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy our show with all the stories we share, we would love your support. And it's as easy as clicking that subscribe or follow button. This will ensure you never miss an episode and keeps us bringing you these important stories. Your support makes a huge difference. Thank you so much for being part of our podcast family. Thanks, and keep tuning in.